And that's where the fucking bread and butter is. gentlemen welcome back again to the film find the greatest movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before i am your host adam Porches. we're back yet again and i'm joined by matt smith we're uh we're here yeah that's that sometimes that's all you can ask <laughs> we're for. still alive we're still alive we've got a show we've got some changes to the show coming up but it's changes for the good that will give us all more content more um what's the word i'm looking for consistency <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting a we're getting a bit back on track by by switching it up a little bit. Yeah, you know, every every now and then you got to take a look and go, hmm, how can we make this better? And we've kind of uh, scratched our heads a little bit, and we've come up with a plan that I th- that that we think works. Yeah, so so for those of you who've been longtime listeners, uh, at least for the past couple of years that we've been very consistent with doing this show, uh, you know, the past couple of months, uh, really since about mid-November, has been a little rocky uh, as far as us working our schedules out. Um, uh, I think the way we, we've decided to handle this is uh, we're going to do a new review show every two weeks. And on the weeks between... You're going to get a shorter episode, but it's going to be a more in-depth discussion of a single movie, yeah. uh, and and occasionally probably a TV show, like we kind of did with uh, with the uh, Stranger Things episode, mm-hmm. um, which we got a lot so, of great response on on that kind of stuff. So we we know that that's something that people also like. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and I and I think it'll work because what it'll do is uh, give us some some uh, content that we can uh, have ready to go. Uh, it will alleviate our schedule issues that we've been having a little bit so that, yeah. uh, like every two weeks is not as big of a, uh, burden for recording a new, uh, hour plus episode. Um, and you know, everybody can be happy because they can still listen to our, uh, dulcet tones discuss, oh, uh, bullshit. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that being said, uh, we'll let you guys know at the end of the episode what we're going to do next week. It's uh, a Billy Crystal, Danny DeVito classic. Oh, oh, or it's, it's called Giant. Uh, it's called it's, Giant. It's one of the greatest. <laughs> no, but our, our first two that we're going to do like that, and I don't know which one will drop first. Uh, Adam will uh, kind of randomly just put it up there. But uh, the first two I, I think we're going to do, uh, right, is uh, Throw Mama from the Train. And yeah. then, Adam, do you want to? Tell them what the other one we're going to do is. Uh, another one is is something that I had tangentially heard of. Then you reminded me that it was a thing. And then I was like, ooh, I've heard of this before. Let's go check this out. And it's called, uh, what's the, what's the, per- uh, it, it's beware. beware. Yeah, I always want to, I always want to put the Slender Man part first. Beware the Slender Man. Yeah, the new, uh, new-ish HBO documentary. Yeah, so it came out probably late last year, it looks like, from the time of it. And when you see the thing, you're like, oh, wow, this is pretty up-to-date kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end there's a quota talking about what ha- what will be happening in 2017, uh, but yeah, we'll be talking about those, and uh, it should be I I think very interesting discussions for both, two also very different things as well. 
which will be fun. Uh, yes. So so those will be our first two. Uh, we'll we'll decide uh, whatever uh, should be our first one. But uh, in the meantime, if you uh, want some input on uh, like things you want to hear us talk about. Um, by all means, send us an email. Where can they uh, do that, Adam? Just at thefilmfind at gmail.com. Thefilmfind at gmail.com. Some of you have emailed us before. Thanks for that. If you want to, mm-hmm. email us again. Say, hey, look, maybe you should try this or think about this or what do you think about these? And if it sucks, yeah. we'll tell you it sucks, but we might still do it. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and uh, you know, it may also just be something that we haven't, the kind of we missed in theaters uh, or was a limited release so, or, or is uh, like a streaming exclusive somewhere. Right? These things uh, happen from time to time. Um, or maybe something uh, video on demand you want us to look at. Uh, although I tend to like kind of check that stuff out anyway and uh, talk about things that I find interesting on this show. We so. are your puppets. Do as with us as you please. The film <laughs> but, uh, but, but we don't mind, uh, you know, also doing more uh, classic uh, yeah. cinema uh, or world international stuff yeah i think that's stuff we'll also kind of get into and whatnot because that's initially like way back uh i think when this show started started the earliest yeah, it was of an original concept for it yeah was was us doing like a a new release a uh a retro movie and a uh and like maybe some sort of grindhouse flick so i mean that was like we, we've gone through several iterations in the show this is just another one you know yeah uh, so I think it'll be fun. I th- I'm very much looking forward to talking about those movies a little more in depth. Uh, but to, and, and whatever we do. In, in yeah. So, but today's episode is going uh-huh. to be uh, it's going to be a jam packed one, nevertheless. Uh, so we're going to be reviewing something that we watched a couple weeks back at this point. Resident Evil. What's the what's the f- the final chapter? Is that the what final called? chapter. And this is the what four, f- fourth or fifth one. This is the sixth one. Jesus H. <laughs> and now we'll see if they if they were if it was worth it or not. Uh, we'll also be talking about new releases, uh, the Lego Batman movie uh, that we that we covered on H and P. If you want a big big long discussion about that, but we may get more into the actual story and stuff here as well because uh, we just kind of you know fawned on some other aspects of it as well. And of course, we'll be closing out the show with uh, John Wick Chapter Two. John Wick was something that kind of. Uh, blew up the box office, had a, had a good run. This one's doing even better. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something tells me deep down inside, we're going to see a John Wick 3. Uh, <laughs> so yes. we'll be reviewing that as well. Uh, so jam-packed show, man. So let's start here. Uh, anything you've been watching lately? Yeah, one, one thing uh, that I want to highlight, I mean... Uh, I can talk a little bit if you want me to about a bunch of witch movies that I've been watching with class, but, uh, you know, Rosemary's Baby and all that stuff. But one thing that did come out recently that I did go see that I know you didn't go see uh, is uh, everybody's uh, sequel you didn't ask for, <laughs> Rings. Yeah, so uh, the the it looks like the greatest thing that they had on this was a little viral video that they put out, and then the movie did not do a whole lot of business. Got horrible ratings from like horrible, horrible ratings from critics, very yeah. bad ratings from even viewers, which tend to go a lot easier on these films than most folks. What did you think of it? Uh, it's terrible. Oh, that good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I think uh, this is one of the uh, rare instances where I'm in complete agreement with uh, the uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating, which last I checked was sitting at right around six percent. Yeah. Um, well, that's up a percentage from what I saw. <laughs> there, there is there is six percent worth of a decent movie in here. Hmm. I think uh, it is the video. 
that's it. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> now, everything else. as far as like canon goes, where where does it kind of lie? Is it kind of almost a new so, thing, or uh, so it's it, it follows uh, everything about the previous two films. Uh, it is canonical. It is a new uh, chapter in the franchise, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is um, just not good. Uh, I, th- I think, uh, look, um, the, the thing that's happening in this one is that a, uh, professor played by everybody's favorite Uber nerd from television, Johnny Galecki. <laughs> I uh, feel so bad because it's like, you, you know what he makes on big bang. You know, he doesn't have to do this. No, he just did it because whatever. It's like <laughs> they were shooting it in the six months that he wasn't on TV. It's like, oh, I just need something and, to do to kill some time. Yeah, he's like, I'll do this, whatever. <laughs> um, so so it's got uh, him. He, he plays this college professor who comes into possession of this videotape um, uh, sort of by happenstance. Now, is it a proper and, VHS tape as per? Yes, it starts as a proper VHS tape. What he ends up doing is, uh, <laughs> like, watching it, one, mm-hmm. uh, but also uh, figuring out um, how it works. So his research, as it turns out, uh, becomes based on this tape and uh, what it might mean for... Um, research into like what happens after we die on a scientific level. Right. Uh, so he starts this grand experiment, uh, at the college he teaches at where he recruits a bunch of uh, people to participate in the experiment where they watch the tape and he studies its effects. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they, he gives them a, a tale. He makes somebody watch it, uh, for them. They copy the, the file that he's uploaded onto his computer, uh, digitally. And they copy the file and um, they make somebody else watch it. And just like the original, the curse is then moved on to somebody else. Hmm. Uh, The problem, as far as uh, the the ghost goes, is that, as you might imagine, all of these copies and then the uh, proliferation of the copies and never being able to uh, kill anyone starts to piss Samara off. Okay. And so uh, things start to change. The rules start to change a little bit. Um, and there's a new mystery uh, where, once again, the people who are afflicted by the curse uh, have to figure out a way to stop it after uh, they, the digital copy no longer makes copies for them. Um and of course, that means they go back to the same town that Samara was killed and buried in, and encounter new mysteries regarding her. Hmm. Um, uh, the one highlight of the movie, uh, if there is a reason to watch it, is that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio has a key role, mm-hmm. and he is always worth watching. Is he the Brian Cox of this film? He is the Brian Cox of this film yeah. in that he is the guy in the hometown that has the secrets of what happened that they need to talk to. Yeah. Right. Um, but overall the film is uh, pretty worthless. It, it lacks suspense. The two leads um, uh, who like the, the college couple who have to uh, overcome what's happening to them uh, are lackluster and uninteresting characters. Um, there's virtually no suspense or horror in the film. Uh 
it looks okay, but it is like very clearly just whoever is shooting this film and directing this film. Uh, I could look it up, but I don't care. Um, it is them ripping off uh, what Gore Verbinski did with the first one. Yeah. Like pretty blatantly and directly. Um, it's interesting because it sounds like on the surface there could be something there. Yeah, I mean, I think what ended up happening is that um, it's it's it feels like it's just too much of a retread of the same thing, which was also the problem with the second film, right? The sequel to the remake mm -hmm. uh, was that it was just kind of the same movie. Uh, now, you know, for people who've never seen uh, The Ring, maybe the film works differently. But, uh, you know, if you've seen this, if you've seen the original Japanese Ring films, um, which are not fucking called Ringu, by the way, uh, it's just it's just it's just The Ring um, uh, in, in Japan. Yeah. Um, they added the, the U to it in the U.S. because uh, we're a bunch of uh, fucking racist idiots over here. Uh, who who need to differentiate? This will make it sound like it's from another country. That sounds yeah, good. It's, yeah, it'd be like if it was Mexican and uh, the studio slapped like El Ringo on it. El Ringo, man, he's the greatest uh, thing where they be. They pop right out of the television. They grab you and then they give you after three days, man. Is is the best movie I've seen this year. Point 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 made. Uh, <laughs> I want to keep going with that. I like that um, character. He seems fun. Um. Yeah, just I will. This is a hard pass. Fuck this movie, man. Yeah, Ugh. it was it was not worth it. Uh, what you been watching, bro? Uh, not a not a ton. I want to talk about uh, first of all. I want to do a couple of uh, Netflix recommendations for those of you that are out there and you're like, hey man, I got the Netflix, and I go, oh, I don't really know what to watch, and that's one of the big problems I always say with Netflix is that. It's too much. It's too much. You got too much at your disposal. Therefore, you just go like, oh, I don't know what to watch. You flip through stuff for a half hour, and then you realize, oh, I, I just wasted a half hour doing nothing. You know? And that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's not a way to go through life. <laughs> uh, so what I do want to recommend is uh, The Third Man is out on is streaming, which doesn't really happen a whole heck of a lot. So uh, the, the, uh, just, I don't know what's what's I'm trying to see if I can find the darn thing so I can see the year and all that kind of good stuff to give you guys better because it's not coming to my head. I should have I should have prepared more. There's a shock. Adam didn't prepare. Oh, well, but that's <laughs> <laughs> as as listeners to the show know, there's no reason to expect you to have done that. This this much is very true. This this much <laughs> could not be. And watch the and also and also watch the directorial debut of uh, soon to be probably Oscar winner Casey Affleck and I'm still here. We reviewed that on this show way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's out there too. I don't know. I was just I was trying to figure it out and the thing just crashed and pooped on me. So we're just gonna skip past that part. Let's talk about a couple trailers. All right, trailer time. Uh, so I did see a trailer for, <laughs> and I didn't think this would ever come to me as something that I'd want to watch, Lego Ninjago. I was like, this is going to be stupid. Why would I ever want to watch this? This is dumb. And sons of bitches over at Lego did it, man. I watched that trailer and I'm like, okay, I will go watch this. It looks funny enough. You got uh, you got enough funny people in it. Uh, Dave Franco plays the young little uh, little guy and there's, uh, I don't know, Justin mm -hmm. Thoreau is the, is the kind of main bad guy and whatnot in it. Uh, Camille Nanjiani plays a voice. There's just a ton, a ton of people, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I can't believe how I hope so. shocked I am that I was like, yeah, this looks like a movie that I actually want to see. Now, I do really want to applaud a couple of uh, 
a couple of uh, companies now, and there's different ones, and that's why I think it's a good thing, is that okay. trailers now, especially for some of these comic book movies, they're stepping back from showing us everything. Uh, uh-huh. Logan now has had three trailers. Guardians of the Galaxy's had three trailers, and both of these things only give you kind of a taste and feel of what the mo- what the tone of the movie is going to be. Right. We really don't know the story per se. You get a little bit of an idea with Logan, but that, I mean that's pretty much you know your own inference on all that kind of stuff. But if you didn't know anything about yeah. the books, you might not even know you know that much, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of anything you can get out of that trailer is uh, that uh, it is the future mm-hmm. uh, at some point. Uh, and uh, if you've read the comics, you know that uh, it's after a, a really bad thing has happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, also they're incorporating X-23 into the story. Yeah. Um, if you outside of that, like I like even having read those books. Uh, I really don't even know what the movie's going to do with that material. And that's what's kind of nice, too, is that even with prior knowledge and everything, it still still feels like, oh, well, we're going to give you kind of a taste, but we're really not going to give it to you. It makes being able to walk into that theater and just go, yes, now I don't, I, I feel like I'm hyped for it, but I don't know anything about it, so I don't feel like I'm going to be ruining things, which can be uh-huh. the biggest problem going into these things is like, well... I know everything already, and that's why I'm like I'm so glad that you know the uh, by the time I finish this sentence, it'll probably be out. Watch my watch, watch it happen. But we yeah. don't have a new Star Wars trailer yet. I love it. I only want- oh, dude. I, well, I told you. I, I think in the last episode, uh, or maybe the one right before that, um, like exactly what I want from that fucking thing. Yeah, just give me. A I, little- I just want. That's it. Give me a fucking title screen. <laughs> The, yeah. You don't have to sell it. Just title, screen, and date. Yeah, here's the date it comes out. It's in December. Mark your calendar, and, and a, we're done. Put a shot of fucking General Leia in there. Who get like just yeah. one thing? The fucking title screen and roll. You could literally have like you know the like kind of a low shot side profile <clears throat> kind of or uh, kind of like they did with uh, with Kylo Ren in the trailer where the where the lightsaber just kind of goes up just down by the side there. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Black screen, Star Wars title, date, done. And everyone would just yeah. go, "What happened? How about how go now, please?" So, but yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm or, shocked. Or, you know, just 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 that fucking end shot. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. That's it. But, Luke, uh, Luke on the fucking. Uh, Irish and, planet and go. <laughs> no, right there, standing on the cliff, right? Like yeah. you just go, uh, "Hey, uh, here's the fucking new movie." Yeah. That's it. You Fucking have awakened done. me, Star Wars, The <laughs> Last Jedi Awakens or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you have awakened me. <laughs> and Luke, I, Luke screams, uh, uh, release the Kraken. <laughs> I, I hope that uh, You Have Awakened Me is not a, uh, is not a line of dialogue, because that is some George Lucas shit. That is a that is some fucking Lucas well, dialogue. I was about to right say, there. George Lucas didn't write the movie, so I think we'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah. Hey guys, I thought uh, you know the Force Awakens. Someone at some point should say uh, you've awakened me. Hmm? Kind of like the Force, right? George, get the hell out of here. Okay, bye. <laughs> I sold all my shares. I hate myself. All right, let's get into the reviewing here. Let's uh, first up on the docket is Resident Evil: The Final Chapter.
damage before all this started. Sometimes I feel like this has been my whole life. Running. city, there was an outbreak. It spread across the world within days. One way or another, our world is coming to an end. The question is, will we end with it? Umbrella developed an airborne antivirus. It would destroy the T-virus. I have no reason to believe a word you say. True, but I can offer you something you want very much. What is that? Revenge. We can end all this. I have to get to the hive. When we go together. What are we gonna do? We're gonna kill every last one of them. Grab some gear. This is what I do. Yeah! We played a long game, you and I. But now it's over. was a trailer for Resident Evil, the final chapter. IMDb plotline. As you know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. Alice returns to where the nightmare began, the hive in Raccoon City, where the Umbrella Corporation is gathering its focus for a final strike against the only remaining survivors of the apocalypse. This is, of course, starring Mila Jolovich, uh, Ian Gillen? Sure. Gil- Glenn? Glenn. Sure. Sure. Ali Lauder, Sean Roberts, and a whole bunch of other people. Directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Written by him and uh, who else here? My screen's not loading fast enough. He wrote it, at least. Wrote and directed, I think. He wrote it. Yes. Oh, As good he has golly. with now four, four of them. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, kids. I wish I would have got the movie that was in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> mm, yeah, don't, but... I don't... Yeah, but that was like two and a half minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, well, it's not the best one in the franchise. Um, but I, <laughs> but I also did not hate it. I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Um, a couple weeks ago when we talked about Underworld, right, uh, I, I mentioned that there are some significant differences in how these franchises uh, understand what in the hell it is they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil is very cognizant that it is uh, a kind of slapdash mythology. And uh, every single film kind of disregards whatever it doesn't need from previous (laughs) films, uh, which is what I think makes them work in the long run. Uh, Unlike 
as we discussed with Underworld, uh, like you just have to remember a ton of shit. Yeah. To even understand those movies. Who's with who alliance? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Who, what's the alliance? Who's doing this shit? Why is Selena angry at this person from three movies a fucking go? Right. Um, whereas here, like they just don't give a shit. They're just like, well, you know, we'll recap some things at the beginning that are relevant to the part that we're about to tell. And then, you know, uh, we'll figure the rest out later. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that there's something that's really old school B movie about that, uh, that I really find like refreshing, uh, and, uh, and, and make no doubt, like these movies are, uh, specifically the resident evil ones, the, the underworld ones are as well, but they don't understand themselves this way. Um, the resident evil movies are a B movie franchise through and through. They know what their purpose is. And that is let's get as much shit on screen as possible. Let's uh, exploit the shit out of our limited budget and uh, make a shit ton of money globally at the box office, which every one of these movies does. Well, I don't have, what, what's the global number right now? Cause the domestic number is terrible. That's a 25 million off of 40 million budget. So that's, yeah, not good. but that is, but you know, they're the, the highest grossing domestically is only 60 million. And that was three movies ago. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but the, the, uh, international total is where these movies clean up and it's been that way forever. So worldwide, this movie's made $135.8 million. Boy, those foreign off the man. It, it's oh man. but but that's how it's always been, right? So yeah. if we look at the most successful of these, uh, Resident Evil Afterlife, which was two uh, movies ago, um, that domestic gross was sixty million, and it cost sixty million to make, but it made three hundred point two worldwide. I look, I'll get, I'll give it to these genre people, man, because they they can they can sell a flick overseas like ain't nobody's business. And and this movie has a very broad spectrum of appeal internationally, right? Like, uh, like women show up to see these movies, mm-hmm. teenagers show up to see these movies, and that's where the fucking bread and butter is. You get a broad spectrum release focused on action. You make it for very little money. Not a single one of these movies costs over sixty million dollars. Most of them cost about forty to forty-five, mm-hmm. and you just release it. And in uh, Eastern Europe, in Asia, they clean the fuck up. Mm, clearly, um, but I also I like I genuinely do think they're fun. They have like almost nothing to do with the video games whatsoever yeah. after the first one. Couple of uh, couple which of names, also but was that's only about kind it. of <laughs> yeah, characters pop in and like monster designs, right? Yeah. Uh, that is about are... it. Um, the the global conspiracy for Umbrella is there, but uh, it is much beyond anything we see in the video games or even get to read about in in, in like companion media yeah. for the video games. Um, and so uh, it really does a good job of uh, ignoring everything uh and it pisses off a lot of fans of of the video games mm. uh, of which i am one I, I love that series it's my favorite video game series i've played and enjoyed every single one of them in spite of what people say about uh the last few entries i thought they were pretty solid if not quite uh the resident evil i knew and loved i enjoyed playing them um and the and, latest and one is se- so far and away. Seven's from that. fucking awesome. Oh my god! Oh, so sc- it, just ridiculous, it, it, scary. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. <laughs> uh, 
but th- these movies are not that, right? No. They're they're action movies uh, through and through. Um, I yeah, don't know. I enjoy I enjoy yeah, it, man. Right. None of them have Mil- ever really been scary. They've all just been no. actioning. I I really like Mila Jovovich a whole lot. Uh, Paul W S Anderson is kind of a hack director, uh, but I enjoy him uh, most of the time. Like Event Horizon is a solid enough movie. That's a right? good one. Uh, what's that? That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, that's a solid enough movie. His, his mortal Kombat movie is, is, uh, for better or worse, still one of the better video game adaptations in the world. <laughs> um, uh, his three musketeers had this weird steampunk thing that I was kind of into. Uh, you know, I don't hate the guy. He, he knows what he's doing is like low budget shit, but in like a really good spirited way, I think. So, uh, you know, biggest... I enjoyed the hell out of final chapter. I thought we got the movie that, <laughs> that we were promised. Although, uh, you, you, I don't believe have seen like the last two or three, right? Yeah. I, I've seen the first two. Uh, uh-huh. I missed the ones in the middle and then this one, I don't feel like I've lost much. Uh, uh no. Although the last one is maybe the best. And like it, the the one prior to this retribution. Yeah, if it was uh, on Netflix, I'd probably I'd probably watch it if I was bored. But you know, um, but yeah, like uh, you have missed a lot, but also like I think I feel like what you've mostly missed out on is uh, the evolution into uh, these be- this being the movie you're getting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's, because, here's because it comes up with like all this convoluted shit, right? Oh, like God, there's yes. clones of people and like uh enemies are actually not as big and bad as they are in any of the video games uh or well here's <laughs> like the conspiracy ends up being fucking stupid here's the problem um, that i have with the movie because at the uh-huh. end of the day like there's a there deep down inside there's a good movie wanting to get out of this movie it just doesn't get there it's like I see a lot of there's a lot of easy framework place stuff here. It's just like, oh, well this could be interesting, this could be interesting, this could be interesting, but none of them coalesce. It feels like a lot of like great plot points we put down a foundation, yeah. but we haven't and then built a, bunch a building of on top of pieces. that. <laughs> yeah. I need I need rooms to go into. I don't need to I can't sleep on a concrete floor. That's not going to do me a whole hell of a well, lot of good. I want a concrete floor. That's what we got. I want to be warm inside a house. That's what we're, that's <laughs> what we're working they're with. They're denying concrete. <laughs> they're like, but we made concrete. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's if that's what you're going for. You made a basketball court. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> I wanted a house to live in. Uh, well, but they, they they weren't making it for you. They were making it for the guys in Eastern Europe. I guess. Uh, and first, and I'll say this, and I'm not going to spoil nothing, but there is one really horrendous makeup job in this movie that's just like laughably bad. Just is like is like Princess Bride bad. I'll just oh really yeah. Which one? The one at the end. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Oh, geez, Louise. Of course it would be. Oh, God. I mean, it just looks like caked on pancake makeup from the 80s. That's just God awful. Ugh. Yeah. We live in a society now where people are digitally transmogrified. We may look at Benjamin Button for Christ's sakes. This movie costs $30 million, all right? (laughs) Give me Benjamin. (laughs) Give me a corner look of Benjamin Button. You don't have to. I don't know. It just seems. It's oh, it seemed really bad. It made it made the guy Pierce uh, makeup in uh, in fucking Prometheus look great. Ah, I enjoy that makeup too. You hate bad <laughs> make. You love bad makeup. That's clearly what it is. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like yeah. 
I'm sitting there just going. I hope I hope Guy Pierce comes back in Alien Covenant. I think he is for, back for like a half. No, no, no he it's, is. I I think the only recurring member back is uh, is David. He's credited uh, in the in IMDb at least. I'll put it that oh. way. Because oh. I I checked. Wait, it's fucking. He's credited. Whether that. Well, I mean, they've also got Numi Rapace uh, credited. Yeah, on I mean, IMDb, to what extent, but, I don't know, but, you know. Who knows, right? Maybe at the very beginning. Could be also, yeah, exactly. I just noticed that James Franco is in this fucking Yeah, uh, like, and so my... my uh, he is in no fucking trailers. No, he's not. My underground thought is, is this the is... the alien? Uh, no. <laughs> he's the guy in the suit. No, this is an underground, <laughs> this is a stealth sequel to Pineapple Express. We're finally getting it. <laughs> We got him, we got Danny McBride, and then Seth Rogen is going to be the alien. And it's going to be Pineapple Express 2, Alien Encounter, whatever. The alien, what's the name of the, what's the subtitle? I'm down. It's a, actually, you know what's happening is uh, Seth Rogen is playing Billy Crudup. Oh. That's what he is. <laughs> Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen is, is Billy playing Crudup. Guy Pierce in old guy makeup. <laughs> he comes in just... wildly different. <laughs> and they just go like... And like everyone also questions it, but like then shakes it off really fast, going, "Isn't he? Nah, that's fine." And then they just yeah. move on. <laughs> well, you know, I, I. In addition to that, what was most surprising is you know we've talked about this, but you know who was playing Numi Rapace for real? Is it, mm. it's, it's Craig Robinson. Oh, okay. Well, that works. <laughs> Craig Robinson. It really is gonna, a pineapple. Gonna, gonna sing to the alien He's about taking his panties off? <laughs> yeah, of course he is. It's gonna be great. I'll watch that movie. <laughs> I'll watch it too. Now, have you heard? <laughs> since we're we're done with this review, we're gonna talk about things that are more interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna say let, let's finalize it. Resident Evil. I'll say go and see it, but I enjoy the shit. If out you're of a fan, if you're a fan of these movies, go and watch You'll it. Probably enjoy it. If if you don't, just skip it. You got. No, you've I got will no say reason. that too. If you haven't enjoyed the last five of them, yeah. Don't go see if, it. If at any time you, you during during any of the previous ones you're just like I don't need to see any more of this. You're right. You don't keep mo- yeah, keep or, on. You know, on. maybe you need to like wait till it comes out on video and uh, you know light up a spliff or something. And... Oh, I'd have to be super hot for this <laughs> to do this again. <laughs> I'd have to be really baked. Anyway, what were you gonna say about now? Uh, okay, so the uh, let, let's let's talk about some news here real quick because there's okay. a possibility. Speaking uh-huh. of the alien movie, there. That maybe Sir Ridley Scott wants to throw in his hat for Batman. You heard about this? Uh, I look. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. I think Matt Reeves is an actually an, a, a good choice. And uh, and I think they'll uh, they'll go for that. Uh, Rid- Ridley, I think he could do. So, it'd be, but wouldn't it be interesting could. though? Wouldn't it? Well, he- here's the thing though, right? Um, I, it would easily be the best looking, logically pieced together action sequence wise Batman movie there has ever been. No. Uh, I don't know that they'll uh, do that, um, mostly because uh, they don't want to upstage every fucking other person making a movie. Yeah. Right. Like, Hold on, uh, asshole. Other, we got to put the out other, these other. The other rumored <laughs> backup, however, is an interesting choice. You you saw that one, right? Which one now? The the other rumored backup, in case Matt Reeves uh, doesn't want to direct it, mm, I... is is Fede Alvarez, 
who oh, yeah. who directed the the Evil Dead remake and Don't Breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that could be a very interesting choice too. Definitely would uh, be a grittiness, es- especially now that Batman kills people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> to get like an extremely violent Batman movie. And you know, of course, you're also saying rumors are that Affleck may drop out as Batman. I don't think that's going to happen as Batman. That's a that, that's the current rumor. Ooh, man. I just, I, you know, I think I, if and that happens, and I think, I mean, I know, I know the reason why he got off of the director for this one, because it's just, it's, the amount of weight on his head is unfathomable. Now, Zack Snyder's got a big, thick head, so none of this really means anything to him. People can call Zack Snyder a hack all day long. That drips off of him like water on a duck's back, right? Ben yeah. Affleck, I think, takes it a little bit more personally. I think he wants to make something that's really good, and he's gotten to a point in his career where he's back and kind of built himself up as a you know a better actor director, and I, I think he really doesn't want to take a hit. I think that I think a, I think a real big hit scares him. I, I could be wrong, but that's that's a guess. But I, I, I hope he does it because I thought he was one of the best. Like it, no one, I don't know many many if anyone who really said his Batman was what made the film bad. Every he was like him and Wonder Woman were high praises from everybody. It's all the other stuff that's that was not his fault that was bad. So I don't know. Speaking of Batman, let's go ahead and get into a review for Lego Batman 2. Here's a trick. <laughs> Computer, how do I put the Joker in Arkham Asylum? Quickest route, no freeways. Computer, do you hear me? Hello, Master Bruce. I have just taken away your computer privileges. Gasp! Sir, it's time for you to stop this unhealthy behavior. You can't spend the rest of your life alone, dressed in black, and staying up all night. Good night, Alfred. Sir, it's morning. You need to take responsibility for your life, and it starts by raising your son. I'm sorry. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. The young orphan you adopted at the gala. I thought I was being sarcastic. Hello, secret camera. What? It's the Batcave! Oh my gosh, 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 oh my gosh! Batman! Whoa! You're darn right, whoa. Wait, does Batman live in Bruce Wayne's basement? No, Bruce Wayne lives in Batman's attic. Wow! Do I get a costume? Don't touch that. The mariachi. Like that that one. one is culturally insensitive. Night terror. What do we think of this? Glam bat. This one. Absolutely not. Wait, what's that one there? I love it. My only trouble is these pants are just a little tight. I got an idea. Rip! It's better. Now I'm free. Now I'm moving. Come on, Batman. Let's get grooving. I can only look you in the eyes right now. Are you ready to follow Batman and maybe learn a few life lessons along the way? I sure am. But first, where's the seatbelt? The first lesson is... Life doesn't give you seatbelts. Oh, Alfred, I have incredible reflexes. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. I am so sorry. As soon as I get back to the Batcave, I will make sure that Alfred puts seatbelts on there. But for the time being, I'm just going to put my arm right here, and we're just going to gently ease out of here. Real gentle-like. All 
All right, that was the trailer for Lego Batman. Here's the IMDb plotline. <clears throat> Bruce Wayne must not only deal with the criminals of Gotham City, but also the responsibility of raising a boy he adopted. This is, of course, starring Will Arnett, Michael Seria, Rosario Dawson, Will, or, uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis, Ray Fiennes, Jenny Slate, Jason Manzoukas, Conan O'Brien, Doug Benson, Billy D. Williams, uh, Kate McKinney, R- 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 Ricky Lindholm, Eddie Izzard, Seth Green, Jamie Clement. There's so many people in this movie, you can't, you can't even name them all. You can't. No matter how hard you try. Why would you try? Uh, directed by Chris McKay. Written by 800,000 people. Uh, so this was a movie uh, that I, I, you know, I, I had some high hopes for, man. I really thought this was going to be big. The Lego uh, movie was something that came as a shock the other year, where I was like, oh, I don't know, uh-huh. what's this going to be? And then it turned out to be utterly fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of the things that stole the show in Lego Batman, of course, or, or in, Le- in the Lego movie, was Batman. And we we're yes. like, holy crap, this is amazingly good. And uh, no surprise, Batman would get his own uh, flick. Now, some no. people are calling this the best Batman movie to date. Matt, what say you? Best Batman movie ever or just a good entry or, or do you hate it? Well, I mean, it's solid, but it's it, I don't think it's the best Batman movie. I mean, <laughs> It's a little I mean, hyperbole. For, for fuck's people. sake, Batman Returns, people. Okay, now you can just, just go home. Nope. <laughs> Batman Returns. I'm going to stick hard behind that one. I used, mm-hmm. I used to do drugs too. <laughs> uh, well, what do you think's the best one? Fucking Dark Knight? No, I just I yeah, don't, okay, good. I don't know that we have one, <laughs> and that's tough because I love Batman. I absolutely love Batman, and I just to me it's still I just I'll, I'll point anybody to the animated series for my definitive version of Batman. Uh, yeah, Live I mean that's been that's been the adaptation, right? Yeah. But, um, Live action. Uh, I don't know that we've had like. I mean, there's there's good ones. I mean, I I like '89 Batman. I mean, it, it that's good. Um, I I, I I love Batman Returns, man. Batman Returns is I okay. Love <laughs> uh, look, um, very uh, This one's solid. It's fun. It hits a lot of the right uh, like Batman fan notes. Mm-hmm. I also think that that may be why it did not have as big an appeal. At the box office, I mean, number one should be a pretty darn good appeal, I'd say. Yeah, the but, very I, cra- but I mean, very heavy, crowded reception, reception-wise, as well as like how massive this movie could have been, especially given the uh, success of the Lego Movie and people's apparent fondness for Batman. I think the uh, I think the date was the problem, quite frankly. The the date, but I also do like I I think that watching this movie. Um, there are a lot of like inside baseball things, mm-hmm. Batman wise. That unless you are like actually a fan, you know, maybe you'll ignore them and it will work. But a lot of the appeal for some of the jokes, uh, especially, uh, is really like fan service. Yeah. I mean, the nerdy and, and the Lego the movie as a general product does not have that. No, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's pretty broad. It's pretty it's pretty there. But I mean, they they had a lot of kind of inside stuff as well. But I mean, but people do like this movie. Let's uh, let's you know. Oh yeah, eighty eight percent. What eighty something something percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes is fairly high. Eighty eight. Right. Yep. So I mean, people dig it. Uh, I I think it's really good. I had a, I had a lot of fun at it. Uh, th- there are a couple of moments that seem to kind of you know, drill on just a little bit, but nothing that's too awful bad i mean yeah I, I think it has some fat that needs to be trimmed um but but in general it's pretty damn good 
Now, uh, I got I to gotta really praise the voice talent here because especially from two people that kind of do the same. Uh, this is I don't mean it to sound as disparaging as it sounds. Two people that kind of do the same sort of roles over and over, but really uh-huh. I think stepped up to where if you didn't necessarily know and you weren't looking for it, you might not know it was them. Of course, Zach Galifianakis as a Joker, I think his Joker was strong to be something that's completely different from what we've seen. But yeah, still, and, it, and it needed to be different. Yeah, but still felt very in place. Yes. But didn't feel like Zach Galifianakis doing a voice either, which I think really, I, I can't praise him enough for doing that because it's not it's not him and it's not something that we've already heard. And I think that's a very, very difficult line to walk right there. And Michael Sarah as Joker, again, it, it's still kind of Michael Sarah y, but not really. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not your yeah. standard Michael Sarah type stuff. There's, again, he's playing a real role here. And Michael Sarah's biggest role usually is Michael Sarah. He's the best Michael Sarah yeah. that ever Michael Sarah is. I'm not dissing it, but that's kind of what he does. Here, he's yes. playing a real character. And and it really sticks out. And I was I was I was impressed really with the two of them more than anybody else, just because it's so kind of the same yet very different from what they do. Yes. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I mean, it it is doing um, some very good character work while playing very broadly. Exactly. Yes. Um, you know, how do we have Ray Fiennes in a movie and have him play Alfred, but yet not Voldemort? How does that work? Probably contracts, although it's all Warner (laughs) Brothers. It's all Warner Brothers. But, but yeah, but, but seriously, probably contracts. Probably they'd be like, oh, you'd like him to do that other voice? Well, it's going to be X more amount of dollars. And they're like, we'll get someone else. No worries. Yes. (laughs) We can pay someone else a lot less money than you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Fancy pants actor. We love you, but we ain't paying you twice. (laughs) Right. Even though it's like three lines. That is it. I think it's that shit. So, but that was, that was one of the nice things. Again, you can really sit back and uh, once they kind of do all the villains and stuff, letting all the villains out of the phantom zone, which I love that that's where they put everybody. I thought that was a fun thing. Yes. Um, but seeing all the all the Warner Brothers properties come out, <laughs> mm-hmm. and know, every hey, fucking one of them, they got a deeper bench than you realize sometimes. Which I thought was yeah. I thought that was nice to go and like, oh yeah, they do own all that stuff, don't they? And then some stuff mm-hmm. was kind of a play on other things, but it, it it worked enough for me. But it works, yeah. It all works out. Um, yeah, I had fun with this movie. It was yeah. fun. The super, like the, uh, the the Superman scene where you know he's going up to the Fortress of Solitude. There, everybody's having the party, and people like the party. And I did like the party. I do like the uh, the subtle joke with uh, Green Lantern there, going, "Hey, they could just forget about you for a while." <laughs> Thought mm-hmm. that was fun, uh, but I also really loved him going in and just into the with all the crystals and stuff trying to figure out you know the stuff yeah, throwing and, the things well and like and just breaking them yeah like each one of these is a piece of my knowledge it's the memories of like, all the bam, bam, bam. <laughs> just yeah, all going straight good. to hell i love it so fun <laughs> it's just and to me i think that's one of the best parts about this and i think that's missing from a lot of dc overall is the fact that it had some humor in it like you know it it was self-referential it lived in a world where all of the other batman things existed uh, to some mm-hmm. degree, and was able to look back and go, yes, we have been giving you the same story over and over. Yes, it is, it's is—it's become a little mundane. Yes, the themes are repeating themselves over and over and over again. Yes. But as I said on the review of HMP, it's kind of, I, I liken this also to Hot Fuzz. 
to where Hot Fuzz started out and it's just like, hey, cop movies, you know, life's not like these cop movies here. This is all over the top sort of stuff. These things don't happen. And then quickly becomes the, you know, cop movie that was kind of parody, right? Became mm-hmm. your point break, became your uh, bad boys. And this was kind of the same way going, hey, you can't be all that kind of stuff, but yet at the same time then becomes that sort of thing, but also knows at the same time that's why that thing is endearing. Because there, there's a reason that you go back to these sorts of things. Because there's yes. there's a reason for them. They're, they are beloved that way. You don't have to every time, mind you. And I think we're going to get a great example of that with Spider-Man Homecoming. Because we're getting kind of a, you know, we've already had kind of a soft reboot in Civil War with Spider-Man coming in. And we're going to get the first Spider-Man in a new Spider-Man series where we don't go through the whole origin. Which is going to be so nice. Yeah, I mean, well, at least of what we know. We're not going to get right. the whole origin, the, the and mo- the most hopefully, that <laughs> hopefully that remains true. Right, the most because I can't sit through that fucking movie. Again. <laughs> the most I think that we would get would be something a la The Incredible Hulk, which was kind of like a credit sequence, kind of just giving mm-hmm. an idea of what kind of went on, and then jumping into it. Maybe that's a to me that'd be about the extent that they could get away with. Yeah, I mean, like. I, I really am done with that fucking series. If we get a lot of origin shit, I don't think we will. It just seems like that. It seems like they're too smart for that. Well, right, now. right. Well, I do. Right. Well, we do know, as of Civil War, that all that shit has already happened. Yeah. So that's great. Uncle dead, ready to go. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking that's the roll. biggest thing. We don't need. We don't need to see that again. Yeah. But uh, looking forward to it. But yeah, Bat- Lego Batman. I just say, if you like it, gr- if if you like that kind of stuff, super. I don't think that you really have to go out. But I think this will definitely be one uh, that will do very well on video because there's so much stuff that's going on. You'll be able to pause this and look at little Easter egg stuff that's in there all day long for quite some time. I think. Yes, I think so. Because it is just littered, littered with <laughs> with uh, inside jokes and references and all that kind of good stuff. All right, let's get to our last movie here. Here is the uh, trailer for John Wick, Chapter 2. Welcome to Rome. Is this a formal event or a social affair? Social. How many buttons? Two. And what style? Tactical. Mr. Wick, do enjoy your party. How good to see you again so soon. You have no idea what's coming. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? good at retiring i'm working on it all right 
right, that was the trailer for John Wick 2, our last new release for movie of the week. IMDb plotline, after returning to the criminal underworld to repay a debt, John Wick discovers that a large bounty has been placed on his life. This is directed by Chad Stileski, sure. Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. starring Keanu Reeves, Richard Scamardo, Ian McShane, Ruby Rose, Common, Lance Riddick. We have so many flipping people in this movie. John Leguizamo, Larry Fishburne. Franco Nero, for heaven's sake. Peter Serafinowicz. Yep. We got a boatload of people in this movie. Um, so John Wick uh, was a movie that uh, I think blew a lot of people away. It did pretty decent at the box office. I wouldn't say spectacular, but pretty well. Yeah, it did really solid business Yeah, for having no expectations. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No one was like, oh, well, this is going to be a thing. It just kind of came out of nowhere, kicked royal, royal ass, and everybody was super stoked, and they were like, hey, we're doing another one. You couldn't get us to the box office fast enough. <laughs> you know, everybody right. was super excited for it. And Keanu Reeves just, you know, has had such an interesting career. It's just all been like there's just ebbs and flows in in, in, in the best of ways, I think. So he's had really good stuff. Then his career backs down a little bit, then back up a little bit, then back down. And like his Hawaiian name goes, it's very it's very with the breeze and everything, man. He's And he's, he's doing a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. And now this movie takes place, like, what, five minutes after the first movie? Yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those sequels that is a sequel. Yeah. Right? I mean, it is literally chapter two. Like, here's what happens right when he fucking gets home from killing <laughs> all those motherfuckers the last time. Right? Or actually, it starts before he gets home. He just goes back for his, like, he never gets his car at the end of the other movie. Right. So he goes and gets the car. And that's the first thing in the film. Man doesn't even take a pee break, for heaven's sake. No. Just goes right into it. Yeah. Um, And uh, it does not let up the entire movie. And it's, you know, it's a full two-hour-long action movie that is just one amazing set piece after another. Yeah. There's maybe, maybe 20 minutes of downtime in the movie. Just between like characters talking to each other and yes. stuff, maybe twenty minutes, maybe a little bit more, but somewhere right in that neighborhood. But even that stuff is like so intriguing because what what the movie does really well as a sequel is what makes great sequels great sequels. It expands the world. Mm-hmm. It gives us new knowledge about who the people are, how things function right so in the first film there was all this cool shit with like the society of assassins and the way that the continental hotel works where they you know are not allowed to do certain things and uh hits are facilitated through some kind of underground system of purchasing and buying tokens right gold coin um mario style as i like to call it yeah uh and this one just takes that nugget of stuff we get glimpses of and just expands it outward. Uh, it was surprising to me. It is. What's that? That's what was surprising to me is that it, it took it and then said, we're giving you more, which was kind of yeah, not expected. No, not at all. I mean, um, this movie is quite frankly, one of the great sequels, right? We're, we're talking uh, Terminator two. We're talking aliens. We're talking uh, empire here, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this movie is as good as Empire, so don't you fucking nerds write me about this yeah, shit, yeah. okay? But what I'm <laughs> saying is it does what all of those sequels do, which is take what was amazing already and make it not not necessarily better, but it makes it expands upon and makes the characters like better iterations of themselves in some way. Right. Rather than just retreading the same exact thing, uh, like a Smokey and the Bandit 2 or some shit. (laughs) Yeah, this this kind of has a little bit. Well, not exactly, but the benefit wise, the same thing that, you know, the first two Paranormal Activity sequels did. It made you appreciate Mm -hmm. the other stuff even more. And that's what I think that this movie does is go, hey, we're taking what you already know. We're building upon that. And because of that building and everything, you're also going to appreciate the other stuff more as well. Yes. And I think it's rare that movies movies do that and and do it well. Yeah, I mean, it's it is rare for a sequel to just like kind of do its own thing by doing exactly what you needed to do. Yeah. (laughs) And for, you know, it's. Keanu's just doing what he does, man, and the I, I don't think, to my knowledge, and you correct me if if I'm wrong, or like, well, I think I mentioned I mentioned this to you before. Not a ton of other movies where single handedly a dude just kills all these people. Yeah, I mean, I, when you when you sent me that text uh, after, while we were like kind of talking right after we had both seen it, um, I I mentioned uh, uh, Commando, right? yeah, uh, which is that one, and you mentioned Rambo. Yeah. Uh, the, the newer one, right. Although also in like, uh, first blood part two, uh, the first one that's called Rambo. Right. Um, uh, he also kills a motherfuck ton of people. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, but what's interesting about John Wick is so much of it is, uh, semi-automatic gunfire and hand to hand combat. Yeah. Uh, and even when there are gun kills, there are like these elaborate fight scenes where, like he misses a shit ton of bullets to the brain in some of these fight scenes <laughs> where like if one of them goes off, boom, fights over. Yeah. Right? Um, and so it's this kind of not only is it just the sheer quantity of people killed, but it's the ever increasing stakes of how they fuck fucking get murdered. Right. Um, and uh, it is it's something to behold uh, as somebody who likes uh, an action uh, film. You yeah. Know? I mean, it is. It is uh, the raid, uh, dread, mm-hmm. kind of level good, uh, right? Like, like this shit. Uh, action movies for you know a little while went through a big period where uh, like fight scenes and and killing was not like the thing that they did very well. Uh, but recently, in the past five or six years, there's been a spate of movies, uh, John Wick among them, and now Chapter Two, where like that shit just people figured out choreography again. Yeah, and, and like the efficiency of motion and stuff, and a lot of them is is, is quite quite astounding. Yeah. Well, so, and, and what's amazing to me about the John Wick movies compared to like um, every other action movie, uh, including ones with very good action. 
Um, and it's it's what works in the raid and it's what works in dread is there is such a clarity of what is happening, mm -hmm. right? Like we get those establishing shots. We get the setup as he's entering places where he's placing guns, right? So when it circles back around to him picking stuff up or uh, running into people or even just like going from person to person within a single fight fight scene, there is a clear spatial logic to it. Yeah. Right. That that a lot of modern action movies almost completely disregard. I mean, even even something that I think that I personally enjoy, like the Resident Evil movies. Right. Like those movies kind of are shot haphazardly as far as understanding who's doing what and when. There's a lot um, of craziness just happening. Yeah. And that's certainly a style. Right. But this is like. Uh, it's it's taking the clarity of the the second two born movies that Tony uh, not Tony Gilroy uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, all I can think of is Lyman for the first movie and Gilroy for the third fourth one. Yeah, I know it's not it's not <laughs> them. It's it's he just came back to do the movie. Hold on, it's fucking uh, Greengrass, right? Yeah. Paul Greengrass. Uh, it, it, like that guy gets criticized for shaky cam, but if you watch those fight scenes, there is a very clear, uh, logic to everything, right? Like, you know, what's happening and when, and who's doing it. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of it's in close up, right? right? Um, and very immediate because of the handheld camera. This John wick is like that, but a step back to like a slightly more classical camera style, mm -hmm. right? Uh, where you get that like very, concrete put together action scene. Uh, and, uh, I, I wanted to watch this movie again as soon as it was over. It was fun as shit, man. People, people were like laughing their asses off. There's a, there's a great scene, uh, again, uh, where he kills people with pencils. I and, mean, that, uh, like that was where you just felt everyone in the theater. And I, by the way, had a sold out show at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. 10 a.m. Yeah, sold I, I out. Yeah, I fucking show. bet so. I, w I went there to see it at seven on Thursday, and that show was not packed, but it was pretty goddamn full. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Now somebody has put together an infographic of everything. So John uh -huh. Wick himself in this movie kills 128 people. Yeah, that sounds right. Three hundred. I, I definitely feel like I saw that happen. <laughs> Three hundred and two shots fired with an eighty point one percent accuracy. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, that's not counting all the fists, uh, the pencil stuff, the knife stuff, like you know, whatever. But one has been killed. It is quite this. Uh, but you can you can check it out on slashfilm.com. Just look up John Wilk uh, chapter two. There's a big giant uh, thing there, and it's it's interesting to just go like, yeah. The, is it yeah. the is it the big long one? Yeah. Like you keep growing, going down, and it has it like you have my car, you work in like the different scenes yeah. broken down. Yeah, it's all scrolled out, just kind of like. Yeah, hey, I found it on Imager. I'll tweet this shit. Here, out. Here's how it all goes. It's it's pretty sweet to be able to just kind of see the big giant breakdown of it, and don't yeah, feel I'll tweet that out right And now. don't feel by seeing that that you've you know ruined anything. People get killed no. this movie, <laughs> and in a lot of ways. Yeah, that is not a spoiler. It's just like, oh, John Wick kills a lot of people. Well, thanks for spoiling that, dickhead. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah, I bet uh, Schwarzenegger kills a fuck ton of people in Commando. Oh, at the end what do you he blows what do you up uh, a uh, military outpost? Right? Is someone going to be terminated? <laughs> uh, well, seeing how that's the name, uh, <laughs> will they be uh, kickboxing and kickboxer? Yes, yes, they will be. Uh, but yeah, this thing this does lead open to a sequel, which is with what this movie has done, it will inevitably come. 
but I'm I'm excited for what they do with it. And it looks like the guy who directed this one says he's open to shoot a Bond movie. I say yes. Yeah. I, I, yes. I definitely, as much as I've enjoyed the last two Bond movies, I do think, uh, like, I do not want to see another Sam Mendes Bond. Ugh, so done with Sam Mendes. I was over a long time. I was over way before you were. <laughs> but, I mean, I, like, I liked Sam Mendes, right? But, like, his style, it was doing something very specific in Skyfall, which I liked. Mm-hmm. And and by the time Spectre came around, I still liked that movie okay, but it wasn't working for what I felt like the franchise needed anymore. Yeah. Right. Like, like for a very solemn entry like Skyfall, Sam Mendes is your guy. But uh, I just felt like yeah. the I just felt like the movie needed to like the Bond series needs to do a very Mission Impossible style where it's like just get us a new director each time so we can have a different feel. I I like that. Well, you know, like this guy. Uh, I mean, look, he he he's directed two John Wicks. He is apparently currently attached as the as the announced director for the Highlander remake, mm. um, which also could be awesome because as much as I like that movie, uh, you go back and watch it and you're just like, yeah, this does not age very well. Could be awesome, but my guess is, I, like, look, this guy behind it gives me a little bit more, you know, okay. Well, I mean, he, look, it's no surprise that he can shoot action well. He's a fucking stuntman. Yeah. He's been with Reeves forever, right? Uh, like, like that was the whole selling point of getting these things done. He was the stunt coordinator on a shit ton of other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I say, give this guy a bond. Let's see what a stunt man can do with that franchise. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like seriously, like, let's see what a stunt man can do behind the camera on that franchise. But I'll be honest though. The, the one, because, because they have budgets for this shit. Yeah. Right. Like John Wick could not have cost. 40 million and most of that probably is uh salaries for actors mm-hmm. I, you, know. you know what i mean i mean it couldn't have cost more than that they I, I i think they they shot most of it in europe right so they got huge tax cuts there uh yeah i think and yeah, let's now, give let's give this motherfucker a budget man. and now but wasn't this also i mean he because he directed the first wick movie right yeah okay yeah now he was also rumored, which I would like if I if he, if he's to go anywhere, I like him going over. Uh, the, he's rumored to have been you know in the running for Deadpool too. Well, look, I I would enjoy that as well. I just know that on IMDb is attached to the Highlander remake. I did. The uh, world current. doesn't need a Highlander remake, guy. Don't do that. Do do a Deadpool movie. You're gonna get a. You're gonna get so much more money, and it's gonna it's gonna have a cultural impact that'll make a difference. A Highlander remake. I, I can call it now. It's going to go over just like the Point Break remake did. I, well. I think you're probably right. But, I, you know, I also don't think that uh, the first one's uh, the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah. It, it could use a remake. I'm just not excited. <laughs> um, just just do, do something that ain't that. But is, uh, fuck. Didn't they attach somebody to Deadpool, though? I, I thought it was him. No, I think it's uh, another stunt guy. Oh, wait. No. Oh, fuck. It's man. another guy who worked on a lot of the same movies. They're all the same people. Um, <laughs> he did work on John Wick uncredited, but he is, he's like he's worked with the same. It's the stunt guy, right? Right. So he's worked on all the same um, 
Wachowski movies. Da- David Littlish, right? He he was yeah, the un- yeah he was the uncredited guy who uh, uncredited helper with uh, uh, John the Wick. first one yeah, yeah. The first movie. So yeah, I mean, so, fuck, just do that. That's fine. That, that's, yeah. that's all good. Uh, yeah, let's have that guy do it. Whatever. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that, uh, you, you had enough to do with that one. Uh, I, I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> so uh, okay. So that being said, we we've wrapped up this episode. Uh, two big recommendations there for John Wick, of course. Yeah, go see that mother a couple times. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about uh, throw mama from a train. Yeah, f- throw mama from the train. Now here, the, the thing or is, as I or as I like to call it, <laughs> go ahead. It's better be good. Uh, should it be good? No. It, well, is it going to be good? I, I, is it going to be good? Is the anticipation too much? Probably. You know the the real <laughs> the the real um, name of this film, mm-hmm. right? Is uh, Mama and Owen <laughs> and Owen's friend Larry? That's true. <laughs> that's that's what I call that movie. That's true. Mama and Owen and Owen's friend Larry. Now I know some of you might. It's be a heartwarming f- film. Heartwarming tale of a son and his and his mother and a friend uh, <laughs> named Larry. <laughs> Name Larry. Uh, and so we'll be talking about that next week at a more kind of shorter show, but a little bit more in-depth review. So you guys will kind of just get, get a little something different on your plate, man. And if you haven't seen it in a while, you need to. And there's a reason why you should, because this movie is not only a good movie, it also has some uh, uh, you know historical references and hit points in it as well. We'll talk about those also. So uh, join us back here next week. When we talk about that, and of course, after that, of course, we'll have more uh, reviews and all that kind of good stuff, including things yeah, we like got big two weeks coming up. Man. Yeah, we were we got... talking before the show. We're going to do like uh, Great Wall and Fist Fights coming out, and uh, Cure for Wellness, and uh, Get Out, the horror film from one uh, Jordan Peele. Interesting, interesting stuff, man. Uh, so we'll be talking all that kind of good stuff. So uh, you know, like we said, man, stick around. It, you might be, it might be worth your damn time. Uh, so until then, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? Uh, you can follow me on conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. And if you're, uh, more adventurous and don't just want to hear me talk about movies, cause it happens almost never now, uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. And of course, my other podcast here, movie podcast, here, movie podcast.com. And of course, uh, I, I've been I've had some job stuff, some interview things, so I haven't been able to get on Nerd Talk now, but that'll be coming back real soon here. It's just a timing thing. I have to go and talk to people, so I'm trying to get paid, damn it. (laughs) So give me a break. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, all that kind of good stuff, and you know where to reach us, man. Uh, So join us uh, back next week when we're talking Throw Mama from a Train. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. See you later, everybody.
think we did a good job. I think we got through uh, just about an hour 12 there altogether. Not, uh-huh. not too shabby for three flicks. Not bad. Considering, considering how long we've gone on with some stuff, <laughs> it can go quite over. But, uh, yeah, I think the new format's going to end up working well, give us a little time to not go absolutely ape shit. But it makes sense. Do, 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 do. Have you been watching any, uh, watching any TV or anything that's been interesting? Or? Uh, I mean, I've just been watching uh, Raising Hope again. <laughs> That show's so fucking good, man. I gotta catch you, it. You ever watched it? Uh, yeah, I saw a couple of episodes Did uh, you, back then. You, it, you have to watch it like straight through. It's fucking amazing. Man. Yeah, because from what I remember, is it's very, very canonical. Oh yeah, I mean, like it is a straight story through the four seasons that it was on air. Um, but it is just fucking hilarious, and everybody in it's great. And uh, quite frankly, I'm surprised it ever made it four seasons because. It is good, and it was on Fox. I was about to say that was a Fox uh, show too. So I mean, yeah, yeah if you I mean, get more than well, you know, two seasons you know, on Fox, Fox, sometimes does weird shit like that. Like, um, uh, what was that fucking uh, show with um, Donald Logue? Uh, uh, ter- oh, Grounded for Life. Grounded for Life. Yeah. Yeah, Terriers uh, is, like, the biggest regret uh, I have of of a show ever getting canceled. Like, more than Firefly, more than that show. Like, like Terriers is the show that gets me the most, because that show was seriously fucking amazing. Um, There was a good show called Justice that they canceled really quick. I like that show. That show was on the wrong network. That should have been on CBS. uh, That would have killed. But, like, Grounded for Life, right, was was on Fox uh, for a couple of seasons. Um, and then it got picked up by the WB, mm-hmm. but, uh, like every once in a while, like a show that Fox puts out, that's really good. will get lucky, uh, in like a weird way. Yeah, Lucifer is getting a third season. Yeah. Who that's, was, that's I amazing. Don't know a single me, person I don't think who the ratings are good. I don't know them either, but it's good. Have oh. you watched it yet? No. It's very enjoyable. Yeah. I now I have been uh, I I got back on the twenty four train that was good should have talked about that and what you've been watching I've been digging on that that's good nice kind are, of return are to all the terrorists brown people again uh, well here's the thing here's how twenty four works they start off out brown people they always end up like the head of everything always a white dude don't worry <laughs> that's how it's always been with this show <laughs> it always starts out somebody brown it always I ends just, up being I think somebody it would white be like. It would be more politically apt, right? Since that is what the fucking show does, is play on, like, contemporary issues somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be more politically apt if they were all just, like, uh, like white nationalists. Right, but at least we got a brown guy at the head like, of it now. Like, so that's, that's like something. Like white people who were radicalized on the internet who then went and, like, killed abortion doctors and shit. Yeah, look. It's a long season, <laughs> twenty four hours. A lot can happen in twenty four hours. Aren't they? Isn't it? Isn't it a truncated one? Mm-mm, it should be. Well, every episode starts out with events occur in real time, so they should uh, should be twenty four full episodes. Okay. In theory. <laughs> so it's so it's not like the uh, the last one was was the truncated. last one where it was like thirteen or whatever, right? Yeah. It was all half episodes. Yeah, that or one. Like like it was two hours condensed into an hour or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and I, I like the whole, you know, it's such a silly conceit, but to me it really works. I, and that's one of the elements. Oh, right, look, I, I enjoyed like. the first few seasons. Yeah. Um, but um, no, that, nope, that was good. It's 12 episodes. Really? Yeah. What the, it's got to be a season halfer. It's 
gotta be. It, it just says consisting of twelve episodes. The show fo- like this is on the Wikipedia page. What the fuck is the point of calling it twenty four? Then goddamn it, fucking retards. Um, you know what is interesting to watch? Again, this is all the stuff I should have talked about in the show, but that's what we have the after show for. APB. Uh huh. Is new show on Fox. Yeah. Uh, so what's his face? I forget the actor's name. He played the he played the brother in Weeds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, he plays he plays kind of like a crazy Elon Musk style kind of guy, big rich to do guy, and uh, gets gets robbed in Chicago, in, in like a convenience store, and his uh, buddy gets killed. So he decides to go and take over, you know, this this area of the Chicago PD by giving them like you know. Like a billion dollars or something, refits all of their stuff. So now they have like futuristic cop gear. People report crimes with apps and stuff like that. There's drones and stuff that go around. But he wants to go out and get you know uh, justice for his friend and also make the world a better place. Yada yada yada. So a little Tony Stark kind of you know vibe in there for you as well. I don't know. It's it's a little out there, but it's it's kind of fun in an odd way. I'll give it a couple yeah. of watches. But I, I like I like the pilot. And I, I, I set right. the DVR up to record more episodes of it, so if that tells you anything, something worth watching. All right, well let's uh, let's uh, let's let's hit this up here, and these guys can uh, go home because they're 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 tired of listening to us at this point. 